how's it going? Welcome to Screen Speak. It's the podcast that is all about movies, life, and so much more. I'm Jordan Anderson. This is my podcast, and I do sincerely appreciate each and every one of you for coming by and giving it a listen. Uh, before I get into all the content here that I got planned for the episode here, which I am I am excited to talk about this movie with everybody here, I uh, just want to see how you're doing. How are you? You having a good weekend? Did you have a good weekend? Uh, was it everything you hoped it would be? Are you ready to go back to the working week on a Monday? Assuming that's the job that you have. I don't, I don't know why. Like, that's always something that... I find that interesting when people are like, oh, like, you know, it's going to be Monday. Well, maybe, but not everybody has that same, you know, Monday through Friday schedule. Like, there's people that work weekends. There's people that have Mondays off. So, I don't know. You you know, you don't have to assume that, I guess. But, like, why, why does that matter? Why, why am I talking about that? I'm not really sure, but... <clears throat> It's been a it's been an odd weekend, guys. You know, everybody. I, I got to admit, it's been an odd weekend. Um, I don't even know if it was a good weekend. It it was and it wasn't. Uh, I'll just I'll just say that. And I do apologize. Uh, I guess first off for this upload being put out there a little bit late, um, <clears throat> at least on Sundays, because as you know or as I've explained to the audience before, uh, I try to upload episodes every single Friday and Sunday. And while this is still going to be put out there, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna see this out there late in the afternoon on Sunday. Um, it should have been there a little bit earlier, but I actually had a a technical complication that happened on Saturday when I was recording this. So this is technically speaking, uh, me trying to recapture what I had done on the Saturday episode, uh, or on the Saturday's recording for Sunday's episode. That makes sense. Uh, I'll explain what happened here. So. <clears throat> I was all set to be talking about this movie that I'm here to talk about, Swiss Army Man, and I think I was, I don't know, maybe like, excuse me, excuse me, again, Uh, I think I was like 30, 30 or 40 minutes into recording the episode when all of a sudden my, my PC just shit the bed, it just, it just completely crashed. Uh, my, my monitors went blank and then I tried to refresh things and then all of a sudden like a, it, it went like a green, a green screen came up. I don't even know what was happening with it. It wouldn't let me do like a, you know, a control delete to like bring up the task manager or anything like that. So I had to restart the computer <clears throat> and then I tried to uh, reopen my audio file, uh, which of course I, I didn't save prior to hitting record on it and my program that I used to record this stuff. It didn't recover the audio, so then I was like all pissed off trying to figure out how to uh, recover what I did because I thought at the time that the episode was actually going quite well and I, I was actually saying something that mattered or I felt like I was having a very good uh, solo recording of an episode. So I was very, very bummed uh, that that I could that I just couldn't get it to work. I couldn't figure it out. And so <clears throat> I think wisely... Um, you know, I, I decided that it's just best to step away. I'm like, you know what? There's still time. It'll still get out there on Sunday. So I'm just like, you know what? Just let's just take a step back. Just we'll, we'll revisit it tomorrow. Come at it fresh and, and just don't worry about it so much. Cause, cause sometimes you have to do that. You know, I just, it's not like you're, you're like always under a strict time clock. You know, it's not like you have to be, there's not a deadline for every single thing that you do. Even though I think sometimes it can feel that way in your mind um, when you're doing something and you're doing it well, you want to get it out there, you want to get it out there efficiently, 
But, you know, these things happen at the same time. So you got to go easy on yourself and not make it that big of a deal when a program crashes or something just doesn't go quite to your liking. It's like there's always there's always another day. So, you know, just take a deep breath and, you know, just just uh, live to fight another day. That sounds a bit dramatic when I, when I say that in the terms of uh, just having to re-record content for an episode. But, hey, that's uh, that's that's what the situation is. But aside from that, aside from the computer mishap that was happening on Saturday, um, Saturday, I don't, I don't think I had a good day, uh, to be honest, and I'll, and I'll explain that here, uh, right now. So I don't know what it was, but like I woke up Saturday and like the very first thing, like right out of the gate, I just woke up with an overwhelming feeling of loneliness on on Saturday morning. I you know I, I'm going to be real with you. I did and <clears throat> it was kind of strange. Uh you know cuz I don't think I, I don't think I have a lot of problems with loneliness all that often. I mean I I've I've had my my share of weekends or uh or days where I don't really go um or sorry, where I do go a long time without like really talking to someone or feeling like I'm kind of alone. It's like, I've had those happen before, but they genuinely, you know, at least in, in those cases that I've mentioned, they haven't bothered me all that much, but for whatever reason, I don't know, like the, the feeling of loneliness that I felt yesterday on Saturday, it was, it was a lot and it didn't go away like the whole day. It was, it was very strange. And I, I kind of tried to like distract myself. I'm just like, well, you know, like just, you know, it's okay. Like you don't have to be like the center of attention all day. It's not like you have to always be up to something. It's okay to have quiet days. So I'm like, just, Hey, like, just, let's just make the most of it. And, and in that sense, I think I did. I, you know, I went and I got my car washed. I vacuumed it out. Um, ran a couple of errands, got some cleaning supplies, did a little bit of cleaning, I uh, went for a run. I think I ran like five or six miles, and so that was that was nice. And then um, <clears throat> I think I took a nap at one point in the day. Watched uh, actually watched this uh, Showtime series. Uh, it's a four part series that they uploaded to Netflix called The Comey Rule, which I don't talk about shows uh, whatnot on on here on the podcast. But I, I watched that. It was fairly interesting. Um, and but I don't know. It's like no matter what I did. I just kept, I couldn't, I couldn't escape this, this feeling. I'm just like, good God. I'm like, I am so lonely. Like right now, I, I, I feel like I'm the only person that's, I don't know. I, I just felt like I was kind of like in my own little bubble and there was nothing, nothing that could, I, I could do to escape the feeling. And like, I just had to sit with it. I just had to deal with it. And <clears throat> I don't know. I think ultimately reflecting back on it and, and just kind of sharing the, the thoughts with you guys, um, it's okay. And I, I think he, we have to go easy on ourselves when you feel stuff like this. I, I mean, don't we? I mean, people feel loneliness sometimes. I mean, it, it's it's part of life. I It's kind of it's kind of strange when you actually talk openly about the subject of loneliness because I feel like you don't hear a lot of people mention it just openly and putting, it, putting their, their real feeling with it out there. You know, it's like we're conditioned sometimes that <clears> – <throat> excuse me – we're conditioned sometimes I feel like that it's like, oh, if you have any any problems with anything like that, you better share it with uh with like a mental health professional. You better just, you know, keep that keep that stuff to yourself. Don't don't share it with anybody. 
Um, you know, just keep it to yourself. Just put on a brave face. Just put on a smile. Everything's going to be fine. And just, you know, don't deal with it. And I'm not, I'm not saying everybody out there is like that. That'd be a bit presumptive of me to think that. But it, it can feel that way sometimes when you're actually just feeling sad or feeling lonely or feeling depressed or whatever you want to call it. But that said, if I'm trying to get at anything by me sharing some of that stuff with you, uh, I think I just wanted to say that it's okay to say it out loud, okay? You know, you're, you're a human being, and human beings have these thoughts. They, they have these moments, and you can't always run from them. You can't always distract yourself when, when it happens. So rather than just, you know, run from it, just let the feeling sit there and recognize what the feeling is. I mean, one, that it's a feeling. It's just a feeling. It doesn't necessarily mean that it has to rule your entire day, your entire universe, but it's a part of you. And sometimes you have these feelings and you need to accept that and just kind of learn how to, you know, get past it or let it run its course through your body, through your mind, through your soul and and just move on and and not let it control every single waking decision that you do that day and while i admit it was it was influencing a lot of how i felt and and probably what i did that day on saturday um i don't know i'm just i guess i'm accepting of it and i think it just feels good to be able to actually you know put it out there and just be like hey guys i was feeling pretty lonely this weekend it happens you know it's not a pity party. It's not like I'm asking like, oh, like, you know, poor me. But I think it's good. You know, you got to be honest with your feelings. You got to be honest with yourself. And you got to just, you know, say how you feel sometimes. So that's what I'm doing. And wow, I just realized I was, I've been talking about that for like, like 10 minutes almost now. Good, good God. Um, okay. <laughs> so why don't we, why don't we keep going? Actually, no. Um, I, what, one more thing on the subject of loneliness and sadness and all this, all this different shit. Um, I can say that part of the reason I actually wanted to talk about the movie Swiss Army Man was because of the subject. Because if you recall in the last episode that I had shared, the Napoleon Dynamite episode, I said at the end of it that because we're officially in the month of October now, I wanted to go ahead and talk about uh, like horror films or kind of more scary movies because it's fitting for the month of October. That's typically when people go and go to the theaters and watch these kind of movies more and whatnot. And so I thought, how, you know, do I want to like just jump into like some like really uh, like well-known horror movie or do I just want to like jump right into like something that's like really dark and, and kind of you know really crazy? Uh, I didn't really want to do that. I kind of wanted to pace myself with it or I wanted to jump in lightly. And so I thought that because of all the the sadness or the loneliness I was feeling and, and kind of the movie I thought of that stood out to me the most, that I still felt would be fitting to talk about in the month of October was the movie Swiss Army Man. So let's just go ahead and get right into that. <clears throat> so first off, Swiss Army Man, it came out in the summer, I believe, of 2016. Um, I think it had a, I think it, technically speaking, I think it actually premiered in early January, uh, to a limited audience. And then in the summer is when it got an expanded audience, um, and, and distributed, uh, widely, uh, widely speaking anyway, but the movie, 
It's an independent film that stars uh, Paul Dano. Dano, I think I'm saying, however you say his last name. I'm going to call him Paul Dano for this just because that's how I pronounce it. I might be mistaken, but it's got Paul Dano, Daniel Radcliffe, uh, and then Mary Elizabeth Winstead as well. And it's a movie about a man that is stranded on a deserted island, and he ends up, he ends up, um, um, sorry, I'm not saying, I'm not saying the synopsis right. So, I'm just going to read the, I'll read the official synopsis here instead of trying to rattle it off myself. So, being stranded on a deserted island leaves young Hank, Paul Dano, uh, feeling bored, lonely, and without hope. And as a hope, uh, as not a hope, <laughs> actually quite the opposite. As a rope hangs around his neck, Hank prepares to end it all. He is preparing for suicide. He's preparing to end his life. And suddenly he spots a man that is is laying on the shore. And, and this man that's laying on the shore is, is played by Daniel Radcliffe. And unfortunately, this man, he is dead and quite flatulent. <laughs> uh Using the gassy body to his advantage, Hank miraculously makes it back to the mainland, except now, however, he he now finds himself lost in the wilderness and and, and drags the talking corpse, that's right, the corpse actually ends up talking, uh, named Manny, along for the adventure. Now, when I say that synopsis, I think you probably have a couple things going through your head. At, like the first part of it, you're like, okay, like this is making sense. And then all of a sudden I start talking about how a man somehow uses a dead man and his, his gas that's stored up from being dead to, to make it back to a mainland. And in, in the case of the movie, he actually uses Daniel Radcliffe as like a jet ski. Um, he rides him and his, his farts get him <laughs> back to the mainland. And so... With that in mind, I can tell you that this is a movie that you're either going to buy into it and be on board with the the just pure imaginative aspects and and originality of this movie. You're like you're going to go for its concept like it, right out the gate, or you're going to be like, "This is the most ridiculous shit I've ever seen." Um, no, this is just dumb. This is just immature. I'm not going to deal with this. So it, it's it's. This to me is definitely a love or hate kind of movie. I, I'll I'll put it out there. Hang on here. <clears throat> oh. But anywho, this is a <clears throat> it's a brilliant movie. I think it's a brilliant movie in in so many ways. I mean, first and foremost, because it is a wholly original concept. I mean. I, I challenge anybody to to watch this movie and be like, oh yeah, it reminds me of this movie or that movie or something like that. No, this is a purely original movie in, in every sense of the word. It's absolutely original, and I think it, it it's telling it's telling a great story, and it's uh, it's also a great movie. It, it is a great movie for capturing the overwhelming feeling that people can have of when they are feeling lonely when they're feeling depressed or I would also argue feeling hopeless because this movie is dealing with some some very I don't want to say heavy subject matter but it is dealing with some very real human emotions I I think throughout the movie 
Um, I would say that for anybody out there that's listening that maybe has issues with depression or, you know, it has, you know, they've had problems with it. This movie, I think, is would actually be very healthy for you to watch um, because there's a lot of there's a lot of examination or self-examination, I think, in this movie. Um, in particular, it, it talks about what it means to be human, which I'll, I'll get into that in a little bit. But th- this movie is is wonderful, quirky, imaginative, unique. Um, I would also say it's endearing, too. It's a very endearing film. And it again, I think I said I said or I had alluded to it earlier. This movie's not for everybody. Like a lot of independent movies, especially ones that have a far out there concept like this one. But if you can allow yourself to, I don't know. I don't want to say it's like suspect have a sense a sense of disbelief or suspend your disbelief or whatever that expression is. Just give give this one a chance and. Go into it open-minded, and I think you'll be surprised with what is going to come out on the other side. And yeah, I'll just just leave it at that. But <clears throat> one of the one of the themes I wanted to talk about in this movie is the the concept that that one of the many concepts that this movie is is tackling, which is how do you go about loving yourself, or is that something that that a person needs to actively work on in their life. Um, this is a, this is an interesting subject. Um, I, I think so anyway. So in the case of let, let's talk about the character. So in the case of Hank, uh, Paul Dano, it's clear from the early onset of the movie that that his character is somebody that likely speaking for most of his life has had pretty low self-esteem low low confidence in himself maybe uh hasn't fit in socially doesn't know how to express himself or be seen in the way that he would like to be seen and you know it's a combination of that and more that i think you could make the case that this person probably doesn't have the highest opinion of themselves or they they don't know how to share the part of themselves that they want to share. And so therefore they feel like they are walking around uh, with a sense of quiet desperation. And I think it's, it's sad when you, when you see his character struggling with things like that. I mean, clearly at the beginning of the, of the movie, you, you see that case in point because he is, you, then the, the movie never really explains it because he, the movie starts with him on this small, tiny Island by himself and you don't really know how he got there. You assume that like, he was like shipwrecked or s- something happened to make him get here, but he did not get here by choice. And so he ends up right from the beginning, just like, like the hell with it. He's just like, I, I, I can't do it anymore. I, I can't deal with this pain. I just need to end it. And it's sad because thankfully, I mean, thankfully he doesn't do it, but we see over the course of the movie that this person's actually a very sweet and and sensitive and caring and, and big hearted person. And so you come to really you come to really like him as a character, I think. And again, as a very endearing character. I mean, I said the movie itself is endearing, but I think Paul Paul Dano his his characterization of, of Hank is is very endearing and and nice, I think, for the audience to get behind a character like this, somebody that is imperfect but has a good core 
um, has a good core right in yeah right in the center. Am I saying that right? He has, he's he's a good person deep down. Damn it, that's <laughs> that's what I'm trying to get at. Um, but I don't think he loves himself, and so jumping back to that question of like you know how do you love yourself or do you need to? Um, <clears throat> I guess there's two questions that I asked there. So let me start with the one. I think it was the second question I asked is how, no, no. Do you need to love yourself? Um, I think so. You know, it maybe doesn't need to be like overpowering love or it doesn't need to be guiding your, your decisions that you make every day. But I think if you, it's like, what, what, I don't know if it's an expression or a saying, but it's like, if you want somebody else to love you, you have to love yourself first. And I think that, yeah, I think it matters. I'll just, yeah, I'll, I'll say that. I, I think it matters. You you need to have some sort of a love for yourself. You can't just solely live for other people all the time. Otherwise, you're going to find that you yourself are running low on your energy or running, you're running low on what makes you what makes you uh, tick, what gives you satisfaction, what gives you fuel, all these things matter because if you don't find a way to do all that for yourself, you're never going to be able to reciprocate um, the love that you feel inside and, and, and be able to provide it to somebody else or to uh, to what you do. Because I think love can also be extended not only just to people, but also in your work, in, in your craft, or whatever it is that you are doing with your time in this life. Um I don't know. I'm not sure if if I'm if I'm on to something there, or may, maybe I'm not. But yeah, maybe maybe I am. There's actually a great quote in the movie. Um, if you ever seen the movie Into the Wild, uh, I think that came out in 2007. It's got Emile Hirsch, directed by Sean Penn. Um, it's a true story, but there's a there's a quote in that movie that talks about how happiness is only real is only real when it's shared. And I definitely think that's true in life. And I think to the character of Hank, that's what he is really longing for. I think he's longing for connection. He's longing to feel, he's longing to feel loved and he's longing to, to share the, the best parts of himself with someone that's actually going to be appreciative of it. At least I think anyway, that's my interpretation. <clears throat> but in a lot of ways, I think Swiss Army Man works wonderfully at examining that feeling from a broad and, and also very intimate and personal perspective. Uh, because I think that that Hank is, is using Manny, the character played by Daniel Radcliffe, he's using him as a way to reignite in himself the parts of himself that he does love and how to actually reconnect with people, he, you know, society, how, to, how does he connect with people again? How does he share? He's been, he's been isolated for some time. So he needs to get back to his life. He needs to live. And he uses Manny, uh, Daniel Radcliffe as a way to, to tap back into that side of himself. And I, and I, I, I just, I, I find the movie endlessly interesting when it's dealing with those concepts and metaphors. And, and this is, I would say, I would say it's a metaphorical film because all throughout the movie, you, you could argue that this movie is a, a fantasy or a comedy dramedy. Um, there's a lot of different, 
a lot of different genres in this movie. I think it's very actually hard to peg it down uh, or boil it down to like one or two genres. It doesn't really work that way. Um, <clears throat> but I think the movie, you know what? Crap. I'll be honest. Like I lost my point there. I, lo- I lost wherever I was at my train of thought. I started thinking about a couple of different things there, but uh, yeah, whatever. We'll, we'll keep going. I'll, I'm sure I'll backtrack and figure that out. Um, <clears throat> oh, um, no, 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 I, uh, hang on, hang on, hang on, everybody. Just gosh, bear with me for a second here. This, this happens, you know, you gotta keep your thoughts on, you gotta keep your thoughts straight on this stuff. Um, yeah, you know what? No, I, I'll just, I'll just keep going. I thought it was coming back. It's not coming back. Um, so the movie is also talking about what it means to, yeah, what it means to be human. And, you know, I think some of that goes into loving yourself, like I had been talking about for the last little bit. But Paul Dano, he 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 starts to use Manny, this this corpse that slowly becomes alive through unexplained means. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things in this movie that aren't explained, and I don't think it needs to be. Uh, that's not what it's about. Doesn't you don't have to ask yourself is this real or is it not real, like the movie Inception or something like that. It's it's not about that. It's about the journey uh, that the characters go on and and what they discover about themselves and and ultimately learn when they come out the other side. And that's one of the great the greatest parts I think of this movie is the the lessons, the life lessons that that Hank teaches Manny <laughs> uh, in this movie. And I and I laugh a little bit there because some of it is comedic. I mean, while this movie is dealing with some some heavier subject matter and it's dealing with some real, uh, real dark human emotions that that I think everybody can relate to experiencing at one point or another, it also approaches these and deals with them with humor, because there's some great humor in this, and some of it, I mean, I'm I think some critics probably said at the time that some of the humor was very juvenile or, you know, just like inappropriate or whatever. I mean. Honestly, you know, fuck them. Like, you know, like whatever. I, I, I don't, I don't think that's necessarily the case. And that, and that might sound harsh when I'm saying it like that. I don't mean to be, I don't mean to be coming off like that. But it's like if you don't like some of the humor in this movie, you know, then, then this, it's not for you, and and that's okay. Just you don't need to ruin it for for everybody else. Like I said, this is a movie that you're either gonna love or hate within like the first ten minutes of it. So if you're gonna be on board with it, great. But if not, then then. Uh, you know, there's a million other things out. There's a million other things out there that you can watch. So, so don't worry about it. But talking about some of the humor on there, um, there, there's some great dark, dark humor, I guess, uh, on this, and just some really, really uh, unique, unique humor that I can't say I've seen. And I'll, I'll explain that here right now. Um, <clears throat> one of my favorite bits in this movie is. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe, uh, his character Manny, he's like starting to come to life and he's starting to talk a little bit more, starting to move a little bit more, even though he's still technically speaking dead. And then at one point they're in the woods and he's laying there, his corpse is laying there and he's looking at a, at a old like swim, like swimsuit magazine, probably like a sports illustrator or something like that. And he's looking at some beautiful woman in there. And then his corpse starts getting an erection, <laughs> like it starts getting an erection, and and it's very it's very wacky. It's not realistic. I mean, like he goes from like six to midnight, and it starts like just like 
like waving around in his pants like some kind of an animal trying to escape. <laughs> and then Paul Dano sees it. Uh, Hank sees it. He's like, oh, my God. He's just like, what are you doing? And, and uh, Manny's just like, oh, oh, God, like what's happening to me? Oh. He's he's acting as if he's never had this happen to his body before. And so so then Hank starts to explain. He's just like, well, like when you see someone pretty, like blah, 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 like this is what happens. Like you can become attracted to them. But then the movie in in one of its many bizarre twists, one of its many bizarre twists that it has uh, apparently his, his erections, his boners are, uh, a, a compass. They act as a compass and actually point towards, towards home. And I, I think actually Hank, he, he says that at one point in the movie, he's just like, Hey, uh, Manny, I, I think your wang is trying to guide us home. <laughs> and anywho, it's, it's funny. But the reason I, I bring that up is because when it's tying it back into like what it means to be human I don't know. I love that this movie's examining some of that through humor. It's not just doing it through, you know, these like really dark, um, you know, depressing. It, it could be conceived as depressing anyway, uh, like monologues or anything like that. It does it through humor too. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, so I very much appreciate that about this movie, and it it gives it gives it a a, a nice uh, fresh air of of, of lightness, or or I don't know. It offsets the the darker elements of this movie with its humor. I, I think it balances it beautifully, and and it, I mean this is a funny movie. I'll I'll say it. There's a, there's a lot of great comedy in here. There's some there's some comedy gold <laughs> in this, to be honest. But anywho, let, let me keep going. I I like the humor. There you go. Um. <clears throat> so another th- another thing I really like about this movie, and I, I I would think that everybody that watches it would have an appreciation of it. Uh, one, one moment here <clears throat> is the the movie's use of acapella music, which I'll explain here for acapella music. I I I'm not I don't really listen to like a lot of it. You know, honestly, it's uh, <clears throat> acapella music is not something I've traditionally been a big fan of. I feel like when when I've seen it. In in past situations, it's always been like in like a TV show like Glee, or maybe in like those Pitch Perfect movies. And and in which case, if it's either one of those, they almost always are covering somebody else's music. And I don't necessarily have like anything against cover music, um, broadly speaking, anyway. But I think myself personally, I haven't. I'm not the biggest fan of a lot of cover music, especially when it doesn't seem to be like really putting its own unique take on on the artist's content you know sometimes i see covers and and people are just they're really just regurgitating what somebody else did and they're almost trying to do it like verbatim and i'm just like why why are you doing it like like just do something yourself or at least put your own your own spin on it but like don't just do it just the exact way the artist before you did it and and did it much better because it came from them i i don't know if that makes sense but anyhow for the sake of acapella music, it's just not something I've really been like a huge fan of. I, I appreciate it, I guess, but I've never been a big fan of it until this movie, because. <clears throat> so I gotta. I actually hang on. I'm I'm holding the the Blu-ray actually here in my hand right now. I gotta see who did the music for this. So, okay, here we go. So the music was done by Andy Hull and Robert McDowell, and look both those guys up and and or listen to the score for Swiss Army Man. 
I, I would encourage you, of course, to see the movie first prior to listening to the score, because I always think that kind of ruins a movie if you listen to its soundtrack before you actually go in and watch it. Uh, because yeah, because then you're going to start anticipating when some of the music's going to come up and where, and it just it takes you out of the uh, it takes you out of the movie a little bit. So maybe don't do that. But in either in any case, listen to the score once it's uh, once you've seen the movie because the acapella and the aca ah, the use of acapella music. That's what I'm trying to say. The use of acapella music in this movie is it's it's brilliant. It's it's absolutely brilliant and it sounds wonderful and it's so fitting for the story. And I say fitting because this movie, while it's an independent movie and even though it's dealing with some like larger than life fantastical elements, at its core it's a it's an intimate character study and it's a smaller scale film. I mean, there's only really like three people, maybe three or four people that are in this movie throughout the entire runtime. So it's not having to deal with a lot of things on a larger or grander scale. So I, because of, because of its intimate uh, nature, I think the score in the, in the music, it's, it's mindful of that. And it's also, it's also very smart, I think for using acapella music, because since you're kind of going through the story of Hank, uh, Paul Dano, and you're, you're seeing it through his eyes, his world, Regardless of whether it's real or not, he is. This is his world, and it's his take on on life and how he sees things. And I don't know if that makes sense, but because of that, I like that they used acapella music because he's supposed to be feeling isolated and alone and and scared and vulnerable or whatever. But they use acapella to fit the story and to help him as the movie as the movie progresses to have him discover what his voice is and have him have him discover what he has to say and 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 how he needs to express himself and so one and so music is a way that he does that i mean there's a couple of parts where he's actually does you know the singing himself he does it he sings with daniel radcliffe they both sing and it's purely original um some of the lyrics make sense other times they're just making noises but it all has a a terrific rhythm throughout the movie it's it's all it all weaves together so well and i i just i just really adore the score for this movie uh in particular the two tracks i'll give mention to so one uh, i think it's just called intro that's literally the the opening title track of the movie uh it starts when when uh paul dano uh hank is he's decided to not hang himself and decides to take Daniel Radcliffe's farting body <laughs> to get to get off this island. And I, it, it sets the tone for the movie so well, this opening scene combined with the acapella music. And, and if I may, I, I, I'm no acapella professional by any means, but I just have to, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do it a little bit here. It's not, it's not going to be great, but I'm going to do it. Um, it's so beautiful. So he, he, he takes the noose off of his neck and he's, I'll, I'll try to try to do it as best I can. He's just like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then you hear, I, 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 and then he goes, and 
and it keeps going and then eventually like it like crescendos if that's the right word where it's just like and then the music dies down and he's fully on uh daniel radcliffe's ass and seeing that he's going away from this island and clearly for the first time maybe ever the character feels pure freedom feels pure a pure sense of freedom and escape and then the the music just ramps right back up it just picks right back up and he's like my voice is horribly out of tune (laughs) out of tune but just listen to it it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it but it works so well for the opening of that song and completely establishes the tone that the movie's going for right out the gate and it is absolutely it's mesmerizing it's it's amazing it's an it's an it's a mesmerizing sense on your ears it's it's incredible but i ultimately think the the best a cappella the best use of a cappella in the movie is from the song called montage uh, which is quite, it's quite literally done over a montage in the movie. And it's just, it's its such a delight. I, I challenge anybody to watch that scene and not get a shit-eating grin all over your face and just feeling pure happiness for the moment. Because that's when Hank and Manny, their, their friendship is really blossoming. And even the lyrics, they're just basically singing about what they see on screen. Uh, they're just like, now we killed a raccoon. We are using your body like it's a machine gun, and now we're shooting some fish. Our friendship is blossoming. Blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> now we started a fire, and it's it's got such joy and excitement and 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 rhythm and passion to it, and it's great because I think the character that's that's the moment where the character is realizing how how bright his his inner self is and how if he just frees himself from you know not caring about what other people think or not not having to worry about all these external things it's like just he's free he's free and it's it's absolutely beautiful in the moment and i absolutely adore that scene so look up the song intro look up the song montage and and just just go from there. I mean, it's it's absolutely great. I, I bet you'll put it on your Spotify playlist if you're if you're listening to this on Spotify. Um, so another another thing I want to want to move on here and, and talk about is talking about whether or not all the events in this movie are real or not, or or whether they even or whether that even matters. Um, I don't think it necessarily does. You know, tr- truthfully, truth be told. Because I, I think as the audience member, like the movie, it does challenge you every once in a while or it tries to ask you or make you examine like, you know, is he hallucinating from starvation? Is this actually really happening to him? But I also, like, yeah, I also, I also don't think, I don't think it matters. Uh, hang on, hang on here. <clears throat> I don't think it matters. And I'll say that the reason I don't think it matters and that it's open to interpretation and that anybody's interpretation of it works is that it's about the journey. You know, 
the character Hank is going through something incredibly profound and and personal. And so what if parts of it were just made up in his mind? It there are there are things that he does in the movie that he ultimately is able to save himself. And whether it's through going through a deep personal struggle or using imagination in the world around him to help cope and, and figure out what's wrong with, you know, I don't want to say wrong, but just what he needs to discover about himself to get past this dark state of, of mind that he's in. I don't think it matters. It, it doesn't matter if, if what's happening to him is real or not. I, the, what matters is the journey. And yeah, it's, it's a beautiful journey. You know, I'll just I'll I'll just leave it at that. It's a, it's a beautiful journey that that the character goes on, and it's well worth it. Um, <clears throat> so, another thing I would say that I really like about this movie, and I think I've I think I've been alluding to it throughout the entirety of this episode, is that it's important in life that you find what makes you happy. I think that's, that's one of the takeaways I had from this movie is that you have to find your happiness. You need to find something to connect with some purpose, some reason for being, uh, because otherwise you, you could, before you know it, you might wake up one day feeling completely miserable and, and not wanting to, not wanting to do anything, you know, getting up out of bed is a chore. And I don't think you want that. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't want that for anybody. And I don't know. Like when I when I think about that, when I think about finding your happiness, I I don't know. I mean, like how how do, how do you do it? I guess I'm asking. I'm asking the audience. Like how how do you do that? How do you find what makes you happy, or do you just know? I think sometimes people, some people just know. I, I'm sure you've run across those people before where. They just seem to have all the answers figured out. Even even though, I mean, you know, you know for a fact that not everybody does. There's no way. Not not everybody has all the answers of life figured out. But there are certain people that you come across in life where they just seem to have a better head on their shoulders. They just seem to know what it is they want to do. They they seem to have a clear, clear, straightforward path for getting there. And and they just make it work. And they just seem like it's effortless. I I don't think that's true. I, I think anybody that's like that, they likely have had a lot of struggles, if not more, but they have very strong mental fortitude and, and, and courage or, or perseverance or a lot of these de- uh, deeper human emotions within themselves that are able to get them to push past the negative and, and focus on what makes them happy. I don't know if that makes sense. You know, I don't know. You know, we're, I'm talking it out, I'm talking it out, sharing. So we'll see if that helps, see if it matters. Um, <clears throat> but I think about it when I watch this movie because I think that that Paul Dano, Hank, he finds his happiness and that what, what makes him happy is connecting with others. He really discovers that he's a sensitive, I, th- I would say giving and, and caring person. He actually is very empathetic and, and wants to know about other people and wants to learn. And other people are what gives him his his sense of being. I think if he's just on his own, not connecting with anybody, there's no, there's no sense of, of going on anymore. He, it's just, it's pointless. You know, he needs, he needs people around him and he needs to feel like he can share the best parts of himself with, with people that will actually 
get him and and not not judge him not uh you know draw conclusions upon him i'm not really sure but when i think about finding happiness i i guess i should try to apply it back to myself here for a moment i mean why not you know do i do i do i know how i'm you know how to find happiness am i doing it right now you ever ask yourself that if you're if you're doing that um I don't know. I, I I think for myself, like if I'm asking like what makes me happy, uh, well, connection is a big one, I think. Uh, I, I think we as human beings really crave connecting with people. We, we really, I mean, for some of us, it's fuel. It's what gives us purpose. It's what gives us a desire to to communicate is by having someone to talk to. If we don't, for some people it might be all right. Some people don't need to be socializing all the time. I, I'm not saying even myself I need to always be, you know, going out and doing things. But I do, I do feel happy. I, I do feel at my happiest self, I guess, when I do feel like I'm connecting with others and and collaborating and 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 working together on something towards a common goal and and feeling united. I mean that. I feel quite happy with that. And that's, I don't know, but that, I mean, that that's definitely like a, uh, what do you call it? A, a person, personal happiness or it, it deals with people. It's not like material. I think that's what I'm trying to get. It's not like money or possessions or things like that. Those though, those do have their place. Uh, I mean, I, I do like having nice things just like anybody else, but anywho point is I, I, I could examine that in, in further detail and whatnot, but Finding your happiness, what I'm trying to get at with that is that I think it's very important that we are able as as people to we should we should be able to know what makes us happy or at the very least have the freedom to discover what makes us happy and then more so once we find out what makes us happy, we should be allowed to pursue it. And I think that people pursue it, they choose to pursue it in different ways and some people's ways don't make sense to another person and and that's okay. I think too often we try to fit an expectation of somebody else's version of us or like we're like I'm I'm doing well like or I'm like I'm going to, you know, be what this person wants me to be, but I don't think there's enough there's a, I maybe not enough people's the right word, but there's a lot of people out there that I think struggle with truly not only finding what makes them happy, but having the courage to actually follow through with it. Because sometimes I find that what makes people happy is not always something that people would say is conventional, meaning that, you know, it may be something that's got nothing to do with money or it's got nothing to do with having stability or security in your life. It maybe is you you know, being a part of a cause, um, that you feel is impactful or going to benefit others, or it's you being able to express yourself, uh, artistically or, or you just doing something that does not have a conventional structure or, or even conventional reason to, to do it. You're doing something that's completely illogical to, a lot of the people around you, like you don't, you're not understood 
for what it is that you're trying to do. But yet, yet you don't care, or at least you shouldn't care. It's what I'm trying to kind of figure out in my own life, honestly, right now. This has been a, it's been a personal episode, I guess, but you know, Swiss army, man, this movie, I mean, it's, it's a brilliant on a lot of different subjects, but it brings this stuff out of me. I, you know, what can I say? Um, but yeah, when I'm talk when I'm talking about finding your happiness, um, I'm learning the old, uh, the older I get that you gotta not care what, what other people, you know, maybe think about what they think you should be doing to be successful or, or that kind of thing. It's like, everybody's going to have their opinion of you. Everybody's going to have their, uh, their expectation of, of you and what they want you to do. And sometimes I, I mean, it's perfectly fine. Everybody it's reasonable. It's perfectly reasonable to have expectations of other people. But ultimately if you yourself aren't, uh, aren't going along with the expectation that somebody else has set out for you or whatever, whatever. It's like, you need to, you need to find your own voice, I guess, is what I'm trying to get at with all this is that find your own voice, find your own, you know, whatever you find passion in and then pursue it the way that you think feels right. But, but work hard at it too. I would, I would also offer that you can't just be wishy washy with this stuff. If you really do, care for for whatever it is that you have a passion about whether it's people um exploring ideals in yourself or you know sharing your happiness and giving to others you need to work for it it's not just going to come to you 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 have to put in the steps to do it because nobody else in this life is going to come and save you on that i mean maybe in some you know some miracle situations like somebody can come along and see that somebody is really struggling internally um, and they might be able to come in and snap that person out of it. But ultimately people need to find it within themselves to, to find their happiness and have the mental fortitude and strength to be able to overcome life's, uh, life's obstacles that get thrown at you, whether it's, you know, doubt from other people, doubt within yourself, self doubt, um, you know, life situations, emergencies or whatever, whatever. Um, yeah, I, yeah, <clears throat> sorry about that. I could, uh, yeah, I could keep going on that, but I think to, to tie it back into Swiss army, man, I think this movie is a wonderful exploration about what it means to be human and what it means to be happy and how to find happiness in your life. What gives you purpose, what gives you fulfillment and through the movie's clever use of its settings, um, its its intimate way that it handles characters, because there's not many characters in this movie, but it's very personal, but it's also very creative. It doesn't take itself too seriously at times. Like, like I said, there's some great humor in this movie. Um, but I would say for anybody that is trying to, you know, overcome feelings of loneliness or you know, loneliness, depression, or just wants to watch a movie that's going to give them some real satisfaction and, and, and just put a smile on their face and, you know, make them have a reaction. You know, if you want to feel something, watch this movie. I guess that's what I got to say about it. So, okay. Um, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. So 
I really appreciate you all once again for coming by, giving in the listen. I also appreciate that you're patient enough to come back uh, and check out this episode. I realize it's being uploaded a, a bit later on in the day on Sunday. Uh, I normally, like I said, upload episodes a lot earlier on Sundays, but you know, these technical difficulties happen sometimes. So what can I do? Um, but anywho, um, let's, let's do plugs one more time. I got, I got to do it. I got to do it. Okay. You know, I mean, that, that's how, that's how we get this thing to grow unless I can figure out another way to, to, to market the podcast brilliantly, but follow download episodes, Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Instagram, you go ahead and follow on there at ScreenSpeak podcast. You can check out the YouTube channel ScreenSpeak. follow, download, subscribe, share, do any and all those things on there. It's going to help out quite a bit. Um, but anywho, I, I hope you appreciate the content of this episode. And I realize that this is that this Swiss army man is not like a strict horror movie, but there is a corpse in this movie. It is dealing with, uh, some fantastical, uh, albeit strange elements. And so I thought for October, it would still be a fitting movie to talk about, but rest assured, I am going to be talking about some actual, uh, true horror movies as this month continues. So definitely be on the lookout for that. Uh, I got a couple more guests that are going to be coming on this month as well. So definitely take a look out for that as well. And, and that's all I really have. So I appreciate you all, uh, again, listening to the episode here, and I hope that you have a, a good week ahead of yourselves. And just the, the last words I'll say is, Find what makes you happy. I think I've been trying to say that throughout this episode, but just really find what makes you happy and just get after it. You know, there's going to be all these things that are going to pull you around and try to distract you from your ultimate goal, but don't let that happen and, and just see, see the light at the end of the tunnel and, and be, be the person that you want to be. And whether that's going to give you security or not, or whatever, whatever, do it for yourself because if you can't respect yourself at the end of the day, you are, you're, you're going to ultimately be wasting your own time and, and then other people's time as well. So not sure why I had to throw that all in there, but anywho, that's finally it. Okay. <laughs> all right. That's it, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening and I'll catch you all in the next episode.